It's Canuck Central in the Kid Tech Studio. Hour number two of the program. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. If you missed hour one of the show, updates on Bo Horvat, a discussion on why the Canucks may not be yet willing to allow other teams to talk contract extension with Bo Horvat should they go down the trade route ahead of the deadline. Also, Andre Kuzmenko. And um, is that more of a done deal than we currently think? You can go back and listen to it. Hour one plus an extensive conversation on the current state of the team with new coach Rick Tockett as Kevin Woodley joined us in hour one of the show as well. Uh, plus, we're getting a lot of really uh, high-end suggestions for the best Italian restaurants in Vancouver. Staff. Yeah, uh, some really good ones. So I'm, I'm really excited to try a couple. <laughs> I've, I've tried a couple of them. Yeah. And what I will do is say the things I like about places. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say anything negative about any place. Because I don't think that's fair. You know, it's easy because it could be one experience and we're on the mm-hmm. radio and it can have an influence. So I don't like throwing negative things out there about yeah. about places. I don't think that's fair. But I'll, I'll about the places I like, I'll say good things about. How about that? Uh, it might surprise people where I think the best pizza is from. Really? Yeah. Domino's? <laughs> uh, no. D- not Domino's. Oh. No one out pizzas them? Delicio. Mm. It's, it's not delivery. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. It's not Di Giuseppe either. It's not? No? Okay. <laughs> Dr. Otker? <laughs> Casa di mamma. <laughs> Um, all right. Not bad if you're in a pinch, though, I will admit, uh, even even for me. Uh, okay. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> let's leave that where it is. All right. It's overrated, underrated here on Canuck Central. Let's get to it. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf with Hello. us. How's it going? How was the people show today, by the way? A banger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I think I'm uh, hosting it all week next week. Oh. So I'll miss you guys. Uh, Bick, what's what's you, where Bick are you going? doing? Just taking time off? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I think he's taking time off. What? Where is Bick going? What is he doing? He's not doing anything. He's just well, taking a week off. Yeah, I think so. What a coward. rest and recuperate. Yeah, rest it's, and a, it's a bye week. R and R. The uh, the hockey response. Well, you should ask him. <laughs> you, should ask, <laughs> you should ask him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dan, you have some plans next week. Uh, I'm still working. Yeah, you are working. You you take your work on the road. Yes. Plan is to work from SoCal. Get some sunshine Ooh, in me. Look at this. Yeah. Dang. I might work from home next week. <laughs> Fair enough. You guys can do whatever you want. Hey, I'm not Canucks here. are off on like vacations, you know. We'll work while taking it easy. Haven't they been on vacation all year? <laughs> hey yo! Got him. Tune in for material like that every day, three to four next week. Yeah. Uh I'll start with the suggestions now. Okay. Mike G. This Canucks core, overrated or underrated, they've been together for five, six years at least. Now because they've been given so many opportunities and have still yet to be broken up as we speak right now, it is fair to say that they are overrated. However, I don't know anybody in this city that is underrated, like that is overrating this core anymore. Yeah, I, no, right? Like nobody believes that this is the iteration of the Canucks. Not even me, Mister Positivity believes that this is the iteration of the Canucks core that is going to bring any sort 
of success. No, it, it needs change. It yeah. still needs work. So it's not over. everyone has to go, but yeah, overrated. Clearly, overrated. it's it's even not like like it'll never get to the point where it's so overrated that it's underrated. No, it's not possible because they've. They just haven't been like, good enough. Do they need a coaching change every 60 games in order to play well <laughs> as a core? Like, that's yeah. really what we're talking about here. Last night was fun. so funny because it's like, oh, you guys can defend. Yes. You can play responsibly. This is this is a thing you can do. Like, even just, like, simple things. Like, there was a couple of times where there was a bit of a scramble in their own end, which there was very few of. I think OEL would just, like, punt the puck into the corner. It's like, yes, live to see another day. Anyways. And they were playing Chicago. Yes, that, that also helps. helps. Uh, next for life. Giving Horvat's camp permission to talk to other teams, overrated or underrated. The, the whole discussion, I think, is overrated because it's, it's complete. Like, the thing is, I understand. I mean, part of our job is speculation. We talk about things, we report things, and oftentimes, you know, we talk about stuff, giving ideas and, and scenarios that aren't real. So... I get it. That's part of what happens. And we don't always have all the information like Jim Benning always told us. And, and he's not wrong. And even Jim Rutherford said he knows a lot more than you. Yes. Than, you know, referring to a question at the very least at the press conference the other day. So, yes, they have more information, infinitely more information than we, than we do. But I do think it is a bit overrated, the reaction to it, as if we know what's fully going on. Like, if we had all the information that... In terms of offers, but let's say let's say there's a team out there that's offering the Canucks everything they want, and like we want to talk to Bo, and the Canucks are like, no, we're not gonna let you do that. And it's like, well, yeah, that that would be pretty stupid if that's what's going on, right? So we're assuming that the reason they're not letting people talk to him is because they don't want to, not because the offers aren't there. And I think I think it's there's a lot of conflating going on again too, just because they're not letting anybody yeah. talk to Bo doesn't mean they won't let that happen. But the biggest thing is, I don't think anybody's made an offer that's made them think enough yet. Um, this is peak, like, getting angry about something before it's time to get angry about it. <laughs> so it is, um, as of right now, where we currently stand, uh, a little over a month away from, from the trade deadline, you know, to me, it's, it's still really a non-starter because... Once there's an offer on the table that may seem worth it to you, maybe then you open up that door. Yeah. It's, but it's, there's there's really no reason for them to say, yeah, you're, you're allowed to talk to Bo now. Like, no, they what what yeah. for? They haven't had any real serious trade discussions yet. It's preemptive outrage. Yes, preemptive outrage. Yes. I like that. Preemptive strike, preemptive outrage. We do that a lot here. Canucks <laughs> Twitter is pretty great at it. Dude, we're getting ahead of it. <laughs> the amount of hypotheticals people get mad at is astounding. Uh, Discount Dracula. Chicago's dedication to the process. Overrated or underrated? Okay. Um, I I sort of, like, I've been on board with it from Chicago's perspective since the summer. You know, when they traded Debrinket and Kirby Dock and everybody was like, Oh, if you're going to rebuild, why are you trading the young guys? Well, it's like, those are your most valuable assets. If you're going to trade... If you're committed to this, and they had nothing be coming, committed to it. Well, they also gave up a ton for Seth Jones, a ton yes. for Seth Jones. Um, if you're going to commit to it, then be committed to it. We see baseball teams do this a lot. Uh, hey, like we just don't see an opportunity that you know makes sense that we're going to realistically win while these guys are here. That and two, 
Like, if we're really going to supercharge this rebuild and get more assets into our organization quicker, these are the players we have to trade. So it was a fair calculation by them. Debrinkit was by far the more valued asset at the time. And with Doc, it could have been simply like, yeah, we drafted this guy third overall. Yeah. He's only a couple years into his career. He's still really young. But if we don't necessarily believe in this guy, best time to move him is right now. Yeah, and they're, they're I mean, they're organizationally committed to doing what they were doing, and they kind of had to. But yeah, I mean, good on them for choosing a direction. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. They've also, yeah, they've got no one else. Like, if they get Bedard, they have Bedard, and that's it. Yeah, and you know they have uh, Kevin Korshinsky, who they drafted this past year. You know, good prospect. And maybe they get some other players and something else. But yeah. You know, I see your point. In case you haven't noticed, Seth Jones though might might be one of the one of the worst contracts in the league. Oh, he looks like Popeye Jones on skates. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to find Elias Patterson. <laughs> well, what happened? Uh Dylan. Fans throwing jerseys on the ice. Overrated or underrated. Okay. Dylan oh, says like, it's lame and played out. It's so like now it's it, it definitely feels that way where like Guy just like wants to be part of the team that like threw jerseys on the ice at some point this year. To throw a jersey on the ice less than five minutes into a game, like what are we doing here? Yeah, hey, doesn't listen, make any sense. Uh, hey, you can show your displeasure however you want. Uh, don't do it during play. It's just like be smarter than Could that. Could be dangerous. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's yeah. dumb. It's it's stupid. If you want to throw something on the ice, I, I don't honestly like. Don't throw anything on the ice. I don't like it. I, I get the jer- jersey out of outrage thing. Um, but I do think the uh, the the whole outrage at the rink yesterday was very performative by fans. It is the most performative thing you could possibly do. Uh, it was fake outrage, I think. If you really want to uh, send a message to the team, stop spending your money on the Vancouver yeah. Canucks. Hey, like that's the bottom line. And go ahead, do your thing. And it's honestly, I think it's fine to boo. Yeah. My biggest disappointment is the lack of courage from the people that boo. The oh, lack really? of conviction the people that Boot had. Because you booed. You're ready to boo Rick Tockett when he was introduced. Yeah. But it was a half measure. Why did you? I was at a half measure. They like they booed. Hey, you showed some dis- displeasure. Yeah. But if you really wanted to show, you would have chanted Bruce There It Is. Where was the Bruce There It Is chant? I was expecting that. Right? I, w- I, mean, I was hey, at the game last night. You come in, you, you talk, you know, you bring the smoke, which is fine. Yeah. Right? And then what happens? The Canucks play well. You get caught up in the moment. You get fooled by what's happening on the ice. And you're sitting here and saying the Canucks get fooled by JT Miller. They get fooled by Bull Horvat. They get fooled by the core. You got fooled during the hockey game. Yeah. Where's the courage of your convictions to, to chant Bruce? There it is. Bring back Bruce. So if you're going to do that, yeah. go all in. And instead, you got wrapped up in the moment. Cheer against wins. One half measure. Go full measure. <laughs> I also just think like... That's pretty next level. Bring back Bruce. That should be the next chant. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Oz, jokes per 60 on the postgame show. Overrated. Un- underrated. One of my favorite parts of the postgame show. Were they high last night? Always high. Rick yeah. Tockett had jokes per 60 He last did. Night. He did. Everyone has jokes per 60. Middle name is Lou. Yeah. If Rick Tockett has a level of success that he wins over fans to the point that there is a chant for him at Rogers Arena, what would the chant be? Talk it like it's hot. <laughs> Talk it like it's hot. That's good. <laughs> it's either that or walk it 
Walking like it's talking. I love that. Imagine that drum, that beat <laughs> dropping too. <laughs> talk it like it's hot. Yeah. Huh. That would be fun. That's a good one, Josh. It's going to take a while to, to get to that point. You got to coach talk. the people <laughs> yeah. into talk uh, it like it's hot. Talk it like it's hot. Talk, talk, talk it like it's hot. Uh, Canucks are winning the cup next year, and that's going to be planned through the rink. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Justin, turtlenecks, overrated or underrated? Uh, underrated, man. It's quality uh, quality shirt. Turtlenecks keeps you warm. Mm. Looks good, Mm-mm. fashionable. No, I'm not a I'm not a turtle look, neck look. Is guy. is that because like you don't like it on other people, or it just doesn't look good on you? I, I don't it's know. It's because he doesn't like Thomas Placanitz. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just not. I mean. Not, the turtleneck look is just not. I mean, I think it's fake chic. You're like the one guy on the on the on the panels that has never worn the turtleneck. Yeah, it's fake chic. I think it's fake chic. It's How's it fake chic? Because you're wearing a f- sweater under your. your so? and it's like you're acting like, hey, I'm I'm trendy. You're you wearing get, a sweater. You gotta yeah, follow trends sometimes. Great. I don't know. It's fake chic. It looks great. It's I like think smart casual. I think it looks good on other people. I put a turtleneck <laughs> on and I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your neck and your neck shape sometimes. More yeah, than anything. Oh, okay. So my neck is just too long. Yeah, <laughs> you got, yeah, I got, got a, a Tyler neck. Myers neck. <laughs> I got I no bad. neck. Your neck for 60s high. Lay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee Lay. Uh, chicken parm from Greek restaurants, overrated or underrated? I, don't, I would I would never order a chicken parm from a Greek restaurant. This is such a random, such a niche thing. It feels I thought like, there was a reason. It feels like there's a specific restaurant that that Lee is talking about that we should know before answering this question. But like, if I'm going to a Greek restaurant, what am I getting? I'm getting the chicken souvlaki or the lamb chops, you know. I'm not other not the chicken parm. I'm not getting chicken parm. No. Why would you get chicken parm at a Greek is, restaurant? Is this is overrated. Parm, is chicken parm even a Greek a, restaurant? Stick to being a Greek restaurant. Is chicken parm even like authentic? No, it's American. Yeah. Italian. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fried chicken with some cheese on it. It's not that complicated. <laughs> like, it's like chicken schnitzel with cheese. Yes. It's pretty good though. Yeah, no, it's tasty. It is fantastic. I love like American versions of stuff. It's like slapping cheese on it. Every you know what? <laughs> they nailed it. I don't know what to tell you. My chicken fatina recipe, though, is oof, so good. Anyways, uh, nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Basketball Phil. Cabbage rolls. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. They're tasty. Cabbage Great. rolls are good. Good cabbage roll? Yep. Great by me. I'm going to say they're overrated. You I've, don't like them? I've had many a cabbage roll. And really? And not liked one. Like meat stuffed or? Uh, both. Okay. It's like veggie or, or meat. Neither worked for me. Hmm. That's just me. Though. Disappointing in you, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Try a different cabbage roll. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried a few. It's a you problem, okay? Yeah. I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, this is a youth problem. I feel like, <laughs> you know, when you're young, you don't like cabbage that much. And as you get a little bit older, your, your palate changes and you become more... Uh, cabbage like is a lot more palatable. Food? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chef Swagger, limoncello. Oh, nicely, uh, nicely done, limoncello. Uh, limoncello is fantastic. I know uh, Aperol spritz is like the thing now. Like you go out, nice, uh, nice patio lunch or dinner, and for aperitivo you order a nice little Aperol spritz before the dinner comes. It's great. Uh, underrated, limoncello spritz. Essentially the same thing. A little bit of a little bit of limoncello, some soda water, and some prosecco, and it's incredible. It's quite refreshing. It's nice. 
Those will run you like 17 bucks. Usually, yeah. <laughs> how, how come like drinks and cocktails in, in Europe are so much cheaper than they are here? Yeah, they say we talk about we inf- pay for it. Here. We talk about inflation. The cocktail inflation is probably the <laughs> highest rate of inflation that I've seen over the past few years. Inflation this cocktail was thirteen dollars last year. Why is it over twenty now? Yeah, when your cocktails <laughs> cost more than an appetizer, <laughs> it's a problem. I feel like that. Did you see the viral guy from Ontario who's complaining about the the guidelines? That guy was hilarious. Oh, that the beer guy. Yes. <laughs> I can have two liters of pop, but not four beers? What's no, going on? No, tell me. Yeah, exactly. A Coke is worse for you. Uh, discount Dracula. I'm just moving on. I don't, I don't know where like, to go. We need to, like, oh, boy. Discount Dracula. Orange juice by itself. Overrated or underrated? Uh, overrated. Oh, Any sugary drink by itself is, is overrated. Orange juice, though, I don't know. It's pretty good. See, or- orange juice by itself is too much. I like watered down orange juice. I always got to add a little bit of water to orange juice. Are you wow. a with or without pump guy? Are you I don't uh, mind either 77 way. years old? <laughs> May as well be. <laughs> I am old hockey, man. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm kind of with Sad on this. I'm a big OJ. If I'm, if I'm getting like a breakfast drink, it is uh, orange juice. Orange juice, not a like mimosa. I think that's kind of the well, point. You know, like, I mean, like a drink, drink, then I'll get a mimosa. But I'm just talking like, I will have orange juice instead of coffee. Oh, that's yeah. Weird. You don't really drink coffee. You, don't, you do drink coffee. Uh, every once in a while. Yeah. He drinks the specialty coffees. Yeah, yes. specialties. I'm weak, so <laughs> black coffee is too much for me. Orange juice, um, by itself, big no for me. But I'm I'm kind of at that stage in life where all I drink is water and coffee. So <laughs> maybe I'm weird like that. I don't know. Uh, this one I don't. I, we might be talking about it later. But uh, overrated, underrated. Being the most positive guy in the Vancouver market. Oh, Ooh. reach, Mr. Positivity. We're we're gonna answer this in the next segment. Mm. Apparently, I was called out today. Mr. Positivity by one uh, by one Thomas Trance. So Trance or called you out, Mr. Positivity. Uh, I'm, I'm more positive on the Canucks than others in the market. Uh, we'll see about that. Would you? Re- <laughs> we'll see about we'll that. See. <laughs> He's gonna Wait come out. I get my negative takes. He's gonna be like, sell the team. <laughs> uh, it's also like, anyways. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'm saving it. Okay, I'm saving it. Um. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Sat said Canucks drama overrated or uh, underrated. Oh, oh yeah. right. Yes. I forgot the Sat question. Yes. Yes. It always gets people fired up. Yeah. I mean, I do think the, as far as talking points go, like people have said, you know, people are always texting into us and saying, hey, at least you guys get to talk about all this drama all the time. I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. It is. <laughs> like, it is exhausting because there's so much, like, if you're just talking about the hockey game, you watch the hockey game, you evaluate the hockey game, you talk about the hockey game. When it comes to drama, you got to talk to so many different people, try to figure out what was going on, what's true, what isn't true, and then you have the fan anger, you have the reaction to it, you're trying to frame it the way you can. It's exhausting. It is exhausting covering this team when there's this much drama around it. I barely sleep. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, not because like I stay up thinking about the Canucks, but because like I'm constantly getting messages and there's constantly stuff going on. You're constantly... Sifting through all the bits of information around this team, trying to figure out what's going on. It's exhausting. It really is. Yeah. So it's it's overrated. It's not like it's honestly the drama. Like we're talking about juice. 
It's not worth the squeeze, man. The juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> they kind of bring it on themselves, though. A hundred percent, they do. They brought the they brought it on themselves with uh, with how the whole Bruce situation played out, with how everything has played out this year. And if you're Jim Rutherford, you know, like you're still the president of hockey ops. You can't just like not talk ever. <laughs> so he learned his lesson. He's not going to talk. But the bet, honestly, like for. Yeah. Okay, you know so, what was like underrated though? Bruce shouting out Jim Rutherford's interview on Canucks Central <laughs> back in November. <laughs> Bruce is like, I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, everybody heard it, Bruce. Oh, I mean, the best is like people are like you guys got Bruce fired, and uh, I'm like, hey, did you listen to the interview? <laughs> <laughs> A little little secret, like peek behind the curtain. Jim Rutherford totally took that that over. So we, we had because we we think we think of questions right we yes. always we what we do is like we prioritize questions for when we have management on because we know it's like ten to fifteen minutes yep. sometimes and your time is limited and we think of okay what are the things we have to ask him about and what are the things we have to get to and the biggest thing going on at the time was trade stuff and yep. direction of the team and all that stuff and we knew where they stood with uh, with Bruce so we said to ourselves hey we all know what they've said about Bruce. We'll talk about Bruce, but we'll leave it towards the end, and yeah. you know, and maybe we'll ask him about Bruce. He didn't let us do, let us do that. <laughs> he just went in on structure right away. I was like, okay. So I guess we're doing the Bruce stuff here. <laughs> we're I looked all at looking it. at each other like, what's happening? <laughs> so move the Bruce topic yeah. up. Uh, it's uh, still available on podcast <laughs> if you'd like to go back and listen. <laughs> um, can end with this one, okay? Just a just a palate cleanser, Roman. Overrated, underrated. Hard shell tacos. Used to love them, but have become a soft shell guy myself. Can pack the soft shell with more, and if wrapped correctly, it doesn't spill or leak. I don't trust you if you're a hard shell taco person. Yeah, yeah. When hard I was, shell tacos are weird. So when I was a child, you know, when yeah. you were like, you know, 12, 11, 13, or whatever, like the Taco Bell, that's what you thought a taco was, yep, hard yep. shell taco, right? And then, but once you actually have a real good corn tortilla taco, mm-hmm. you can't go back to the hard shell. No, if you want, like, um, like just have nachos, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that not the same thing? Just you have more nachos. cheese with nachos, right? Yeah, uh, do loaded nachos. Loaded like nachos, great, fantastic. Ground beef on it or chicken, whatever you want to make your tacos with. I'm here for that. Not the messy hard shell taco. No, no. Uh, uh, a lot of good uh, text messages. Oh, yeah. This one says, Sat, can I get a club soda? Sat, can I get a club soda with a side of water? The bubbles are too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like to water down my OJ. It's too sweet. Too many bubbles <laughs> in club soda. <laughs> so wow. Dan from it's Van. It's so bougie. It's great. <laughs> Dan from Van says he drinks milk with <laughs> breakfast in restaurants. In restaurant? Man, if I ordered a milk in a restaurant... I, that's a you know what good for him because that's that's embarrassing. To me. I don't know. So like, are, I guess we're all like slightly lactose intolerant. Like, there's like a scale of how are lactose you, are, intolerant. Are you, you gonna are? have that? Are you gonna have the speech from uh, Snatch where the guy talks about <laughs> cows only been domesticated the past few thousand years? Um, <laughs> I was not going there, but sick reference. <laughs> I would not. I would not have milk, especially if I'm going out for breakfast at a restaurant. Like, why? Like, you know, it's gonna spoil the rest of my my breakfast. It's gonna make me all bloated and stuff. Mm. No, not great. What about a chalky milk? <laughs> Chocolate milk. Chocolate yeah. milk. 
Chocolate milk after a workout's great. Do you have to uh, balance it half and half with regular milk? <laughs> no. Oh. Don't add water to it. Don't need it watered down. Uh, uh, silver black Canuck. Once you uh, have chilaquiles, you can never go back to nachos. Mm. I don't even know what that is. You can look it up. Mm. Do more justice by looking at the photo. Uh, all right. Uh, that's overrated, underrated here on Canuck Central. Um, <laughs> I'm Mr. Positive. More on that next. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs>